Welcome back to another episode of Real Talk with Saab and Huzzy. We got a good one for you, folks. Uh, I'm your host, Dr. Saab, with my co-host, Huzzy. Huzzy, what's up, baby? I'm doing good, man. Doing good. Can't wait to get today's subject. A lot of stuff went down this week. So excited. That's all I was talking. Always waiting for the today was for this podcast. Yeah, it's going to be a packed schedule. We got a lot to go through. Talking about everything from NBA, the trades, all the way to the Super Bowl and our Super Bowl picks. And we brought a special guest to help us break it down. Welcome, please, to the podcast, Cousin Al, baby. Introduce yourself, Cousin Al. Hello. Well, first of all, thank you guys for having me. Uh, huge fan. You guys are rocking it. Uh, my name is Ali, and um, yeah, I, uh, I work as a developer. I'm huge into sports and uh, huge, passionate LeBron fan. And uh, let's, get the, let's get the show rocking. I had to bring a LeBron fan on the podcast to balance out the uh, bias against LeBron from the previous podcast. So we got a nice uh, balance today. <laughs> uh, let's just get straight to my favorite place, the association, NBA. <sighs> Bombshell, I think this is the biggest trade in NBA history at the trade deadline, and I don't think it's really close. Kevin Durant gets traded to the Phoenix Suns along with uh, TJ Warren for Mikael Bridges, Cam Johnson, Jay Crowder, four unprotected first-round picks and a 2028 pick swap. I really want to just give the viewers a brief recap of – the last month we've had with the Brooklyn Nets, I'm not even talking about the Harden trade and going back, you know, <laughs> to the past three years. I'm talking about just the last month. January 8th, the Brooklyn Nets are 27-13, and 13, one game behind the Boston Celtics for the number one seed in the East. Kevin Durant gets hurt. They go 6-11 and 11 the rest of the way. January 26th, a lot of people don't recall this, but Kevin um, Kyrie Irving's uh, agent, who's a stepmom, kind of put an interesting quote out there saying that, you know, in regards to contract extensions, the ball's in the Brooklyn Nets court. Obviously, the Brooklyn Nets did not want to sign Kyrie, which resulted him in requesting a trade on February 4th and him getting traded to the Dallas Mavericks on February 6th. We are not going to dive into that because we had the previous podcast, a long episode talking about that. Please go check it out um, on uh, on either – we're on every uh, platform, baby. Uh, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Go check us out. Obviously, Kyrie gets traded February 6th. Now, Tuesday, very interesting. Uh, you know, Obviously, uh, I want to bring this up because I think this is important to understand how this KD trade went down. Matt Ishbia, who is the new owner of the Phoenix Suns, he bought it from the previous owner, Robert Sarver, who, who we has notoriously for being cheap. Uh aside from all the controversy associated with Robert Sarver, right, right. he officially got the team on Tuesday. Um, and what was happening is apparently James, uh, James Jones, the uh, general, NBA general manager for the Phoenix Suns, reached out to the Brooklyn Nets for Kevin Durant um, early in the week after the Kyrie trade and trade talks broke down. And then I guess the Phoenix Suns were then looking, shifting their focus to potentially a trade for John Collins and the Atlanta Hawks. Um, and Matt Ishbia, new owner, wants to make a splash, baby. He said, no, let's get Kevin Durant. 
and, and I believe I, I believe his uh, the process was expedited too of him being uh, the getting approval for uh, taking over the Suns. And like you said, he made a big splash. All right, yeah. great signing, Kevin. Trading yeah. for Kevin Durant. I mean, no matter how much you give up, you're talking about top three player, you know, in the NBA any given time um, when healthy, you know. So, you know, I, I don't think you can measure it by how many, you know, first round picks or, you know, everybody says Mikhail Bridges, I think, was the one piece they did not want to give up. But, you know, of course, the Nets are going to make the priority. But um, it's Kevin Durant. <laughs> No, I, I agree with you. So my question to you, Ali, is with Kevin Durant on the Phoenix Suns, are they – they're obviously the favorite right now on FanDuel to come out of the Western Conference. Are oh, they your favorite to get to the NBA Finals? As of now, no, but I think you have to put them top three. Um, I got to take a look at the Nuggets. Um, I think the – the depth of their team, um, you know, Joker back-to-back MVP, Michael Porter Jr. playing really lights out this year. Aaron Gordon too; he deserves some credit. And then Jamal Murray, obviously coming back from that horrible um, injury a couple of years back. So, um, you know, the talent is there. You know, the CP3, everybody knows what he brings to the table. He is a little bit injury prone. Um, and then you have Booker. You know, hamstring problem last year, and he's still having it this year. And then you have DeAndre Ayton, who, you know, he's he's had some, you know, some of his uh, days and then some, you know, arguments back and forth with the coach, Monty Williams, who I think is a very good coach in the NBA. Um, You know, I got to be honest, man. I think they're up there, you know, the Nuggets, the Suns. You can't discredit the Warriors either, you know, once they get Clay, uh, Curry back. But, um, you know, it's Kevin Durant. I mean, I best of seven, anything can happen, you know. And I think the Suns, you know, I, I think they have a championship team now, of course. So, like they say, it's a championship or bust. I think I think CP3's, um, this is his year to win it, you know. There's no excuse, barring any bad injuries. I think this year... CP3, you know, if he comes out, I think they, they have a really good shot of, uh, you know, for him getting his first chip. Jose, right now the Phoenix Suns are plus 240 to win the West. They're the, the, the favorites. Uh, second is Denver at plus 290. And then you have the Clippers at plus 500. Golden State uh, is all the way down at plus 900. Um, your thoughts on Kevin Durant changing the landscape of the Western Conference? Uh, Kevin Durant going to the West, obviously, is, is it's unreal. The Suns, he wanted to go to the Suns. He hinted in the summer that he wanted to go to Phoenix. Uh, obviously, they, they Kyrie and the, the Nets worked out something, and they moved on. But KD to the Suns obviously makes them a contender, but they lack some depth now. But obviously, in the playoffs, come playoff time, the starters are going to play the long minutes, and depth, depth will come to matter, but not the seven, eight, and nine guy, but like the six and seven. But honestly, compare like Josh said, I'm fine in the West. Obviously, he is not fine anymore. The Grizzlies didn't didn't make a move for somebody. I'm I don't know how they didn't trade for Ananobi. 
is their wing player. They don't need no Dylan Brooks. Dylan Brooks is trash. If they could have replaced him with Ananobi, maybe that statement could have been they, still true. But other than that, the Grizzlies, they're not looking hot. Uh, the Warriors, they made a they made a little sneaky moves. Obviously, depending on Curry's health, that's where they go. Uh, the Lakers, they did some great moves. But obviously, it's L.A., sh- big lights. You're playing with LeBron. Right, right. Players don't come and show up. So, I just say Phoenix, Phoenix, uh, Denver, and low key, low key, the Kings. They have they're they're a pretty nice team, but I like uh, Denver and Phoenix as the favorites to come out of the West as of right now. You know, I'm looking at this trade. Uh, I'm going to spend a little more time on the Phoenix Suns, and then we'll talk about the Brooklyn Nets side of things. There's two things. Number one is a, speaking of depth. So the Phoenix Suns, I believe, right now have two open roster spots. So they're, you know, and you're, they're going to get some veterans from the buyout market. That's going to happen. Um, so I don't think the depth, you know, the issue. I think the main issue is health, obviously, with three guys who are injury prone: with KD, Chris Paul, and uh, Devin Booker, who's just working right. on that injury. But I gotta say, KD, listen, man, listen, man. It, there's no excuses. This is it, man. This is it. Like, you didn't get credit for, uh, you know, winning those rings in Golden State. Guess what? This is the first time KD's – I mean, this is a beautiful basketball situation. I just want to talk about the basketball standpoint. I can't wait to watch this team. Right, right. Yeah. You have a pass-first point guard. KD has never played – I'm not trying to disrespect any of his previous teammates, Russell Westbrook, Steph Curry, right, Kyrie. These guys aren't typical point guards, right? These guys are, right. you know, you're not your old school, you know, floor general point guards that Chris Paul is. He's going to have Chris Paul setting him up. He's going to have Devin Booker spacing the floor for him. Great shooter. Yes. He's going to have a big guy in DeAndre and to roll to the rim. You put one more shooter out there, Tory Craig. I mean, from a basketball standpoint, especially in the playoffs when the game slows down and you're talking about half court offense. Making tough right, shots. Right. I, I mean, man. I mean, KD led. This is a legacy. Like he messed up his legacy by. I'm not even gonna say Golden State. He messed up his legacy by choosing to go to Brooklyn with Kyrie. It was it was a disaster. Like this is it, man. You gotta you gotta win it. Like there's no excuse for KD. Like I think he's one of the greatest players of all. Like top fifteen, right. top ten. You gotta deliver, man. Like, that's just how I look at it. So the pressure's on for KD. I agree totally. Absolutely. I mean, you know, the the Suns, I think, you know, like it's going to be the injuries, really. I mean, if, you know, Chris Paul, you know, he in the playoffs, man, he's just got a track record of, you know, injuries here and there, you know, pinky thumb, you know, stuff like that. But, uh, you know, full health wise, I mean, absolutely. I think they can win it all. Um, like you said, the spacing. The floor general, Chris Paul, you know, it just makes everything easier for them. So it's going to be fun watching them, but, you know, not when if they go up against my my Lakers. <laughs> It'll be fun. But. We'll talk about the Lakers and the rest of the Western Conference. I, I, I want to just touch back on the, on the Grizzlies. We were talking about the, the Grizzlies oh, yeah. and they make. Yeah, I was I was surprised. I mean, you know, you need shooters. The Grizzlies, I think they're one of the you know, bottom five teams and, you know, jump shots and three-point shooting. So 
you know, surround Ja with some shooters, and I think you know you have you have a chance at least in the playoffs to to make a deep run. I don't think they'll I don't think they'll make it to the Western Conference Finals, but I feel like that was a missed opportunity. I mean, everybody around everybody made a move in the West, you know, and they just I don't know. I think they're happy where where they're at, where they're at, but I feel like that was a missed opportunity. And then Dallas too. Dallas, you know, Irving and Luca. Playoffs, like you said, I mean, both one-on-one type of player, um, ISO type players, but, you know, playoffs, I mean, all it takes is one special guy to go off, you know, a couple of games and you have the edge, but it's going to be fun, man. Yeah, no, the West, for sure. the West is unreal. <laughs> Let's stay on the West, actually. Then we'll, we can talk about the book side things later. I want to highlight a couple moves from the West. You mentioned the uh, Memphis Grizzlies. Just a report out there. Apparently, the Memphis Grizzlies did push really hard. I think there was a report from Sean Therania that they tried to trade three first-round picks for Ananobi. They pushed hard. It just, um, you know, Masai Ujiri wasn't having any of it, uh, which, oh. man, that's a pretty intensive offer. But um, what they do get, you know, Ali, you are right. The the, the Grizzlies are bottom five in, uh, you know, three-point shooting. So they picked up Luke Kennard in a three-way trade from the Clippers. That was their big move. Um, the Nuggets got uh, Thomas Bryant for three second-rounders from the Lakers, along with um, they went ahead and they actually traded uh, Bones Highland to the Clippers. Clippers did some nice moves. They they, they got right. Eric Gordon and, 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 and Bones Highland, and it's actually just traded Reggie Jackson and Luke Kennard. Um, and then Golden State... They traded essentially James Wiseman. I mean, James Wiseman for five second-round picks, which they flipped for Gary Payton, which that trade is on hold now. A report just came out not too long ago that the Gary Payton failed his physical and he has a groin injury, could be out a few months. So that trade could be um, actually rescinded. So, yeah, yeah exactly, big time. So uh, which team in the West did you like what they did on the deadline? Uh, I mean, other than oh, oh, go ahead. You want me to go? You go. You go. Go. How you go? Go. I was. Good. I was I'll, I'll make it short. Other than the Suns, obviously, I think we all, you know, the Suns made the biggest splash. But the Clippers, man, um, Bones Highland is a very good, you know, player, young player too. I don't know how Denver gave him up, but and then there's also reports Westbrook could uh, sign with the Clippers, but. You know, I think the Clippers are, you know, healthy-wise. I mean, they're up there in the West, too. You got um, Kawhi Leonard, can't forget about him, and Paul George. Two, you know, very good defensive players. They can go out there and get their own buckets one-on-one in a close game. So I, re- I really like the moves the Clippers made. And then I got to say the Lakers. I mean, I'm not just being biased, but we need some shooters, you know. We have – we got D'Angelo Russell – uh, Malik Beasley, um, who they shoot, I think the 15 shots, 15 three-pointers a game they shoot. So it's going to space it out, you know, for AD and LeBron. The lanes are going to be a little bit more open. And then I think D'Angelo Russell, late game situations, he can grab the ball and, you know, whether it's a pick and roll with AD or LeBron, I think he'll make the right pass, the, the correct, you know, decision to down the down the stretch. So. You know, do I think the Lakers are going to go all the way? Sadly, no. 
but they did get better. Um, but like I said, I think the Clippers, I think, you know, they've, they've improved, but it's still, man, the, the Suns, man, KD is, you know, everybody kind of said, whoa, you know, and then it happened in the middle of the night. Um, didn't give teams much time to, to adjust, you know, but, um, and then the Warriors trade, I, I believe it was more of saving money from the luxury tax with Wiseman. But now that the reports, Gary Payton, you know, his physical, so that, that could be interesting. Uzi, um, I'm going to save the Lakers for a little bit of a I want to talk about the teams at the top first, but from the contenders in the West, the Nuggets, Clippers, Warriors, well, we'll see with the Warriors with this Gary Trent news, uh, Gary Payton news. But um, you see a team like Phoenix pull a bombshell, right? And you got to be thinking about making big moves. And I, these are all small moves. Uh, do any of these moves, I guess, entice you or make you change your outlook on these teams? Honestly, um, I like what the Clippers did. Uh, trading for um, Eric Gordon. You need a killer off the bench. He's a, he's a great shooter. 3 and D. He's back on the Clippers uniform. Um Obviously, like uh, what's uh, obviously like uh, Bones Highland for two second round picks. That's an absolute steal. Like that's just insane yes. that Denver even sold them. It's crazy. I don't know. Maybe I heard there was a report. Maybe tension between him and Murray. I don't know how like true that is, but it's a report I saw on Twitter. I think I think what the Clippers did and Mason Plumley. I know Mason Plumley is a backup center, but he is he's having his best career quality player year 10 in the NBA, which is a great pickup for uh, Reggie Jackson that you don't need. Uh, so the Clipper, the Clippers might have a spot for Westbrook. If they can pick up Westbrook, that'll be a great pickup. Also the nuggets, what they did, uh, nuggets, what they didn't, their, their trade, their moves didn't like move me. I think they like their squad. They like the, they like their rotation. They found who they want to move on with. And that's why I think they traded their pieces away. Uh, other than that, like, I like what Milwaukee did. I know you want to talk about the West, but I like what Milwaukee did, trading for Jay Crowder. That's that's exactly what Milwaukee needs, a 3 and D. And he is a sniper. He hasn't played for a while, but right. he, he, he is capable. He knows what, We know what he is capable of. I think I saw a report that he hasn't played in, like, 274 days. Um, we'll talk yeah. about the East in a bit. But yeah, I, I agree with you on the Milwaukee bit. Um Let's finish up with the Lakers, and then we'll move our way to the East. So the Lakers trade. You want to hear, hear my thoughts? I've been, I've been waiting for your thoughts, man. If you want to start it with that, but I just I've been sure, waiting. Sure. So um, let me highlight what happened with the Lakers, and then I'll give my thoughts. So the Lakers trade Russell Westbrook, which there was a lot of tension. I think I think even if they didn't trade him, you know, I mean, with how bad the reports are, they need to send him home. Like it was that bad, um, so you know. Hate they to see it to my, hate to see it to my guy Russ Brook though. Oh man, I mean, you know what they said about Russ in 2017 signed a five-year, 205 million dollar extension with the Thunder, right? Year one he plays with the Thunder. Year two he gets traded to Houston. Year three he gets traded to Washington. Year four he goes to the Lakers. Year five now he's a Utah Jazz, and I promise you, folks, he ain't playing a he's day nice, a minute. And the Utah Jazz uniform, <laughs> you know, I mean, he'll, he'll be bought out. He'll be a Clipper or something. Okay, he ain't gonna be a Utah Jazz. Don't be buying that Russell Westbrook Utah Jazz uniform. Okay, 
by the way, Utah Jazz have, I believe, 15 first round picks. Wow. Now. Danny Ainge. I mean, Danny Ainge yeah. doesn't get I mean, <laughs> the guy did it in Boston, you know? And people people hate there. on Danny Ainge for, you know, like maybe not getting Paul George or Anthony Davis. Guess what? The Boston Celtics team that's number one in the East, he drafted that core. He drafted yeah. Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown and Marcus Smart, right? Um, you know, and he's he's doing the same thing in Utah. He ripped off the Brooklyn Nets. Now he ripped off the Minnesota Timberwolves. God bless the man. Uh, but we diverge. Getting back to the Lakers. So they trade Westbrook um, along with the coveted 2027 unprotected first-round pick and a three-way deal to acquire D'Angelo Russell, Malik Beasley, Jared Vanderbilt, um, and then Minnesota gets Mike Conley uh, along with three, three second-round picks. And then they also traded the Thomas Bryant to the Nuggets, um, and they traded uh, Patrick Beverly from Obama. So this is what I want to say about the Lakers' moves. In a vacuum, I, can, I these are good trades, right? What I mean by that is that the trade itself is a good trade, right? You traded a 2027 unprotected first, which, yeah, that could haunt you. But you got three solid role players for it, right? Like three solid rotational pieces, okay? Um, And not only that, you have a little more flexibility moving forward. But here's my problem, right? Here's my problem with the move. And this is why, like, in a vacuum, I would give this move like a B plus, even an A minus. The problem I have is the Lakers are currently 13th in the West, right? And this move you know, doesn't move the needle, especially after you see what, the, I mean, Phoenix Suns just traded for Kevin Durant, for God's sakes. You know, Dallas Mavericks got Kyrie. Like, the West is a bloodbath. What I mean by that is this. The Lakers aren't competing for anything this year, okay? Honestly, if they make the play-in and they make the playoffs, that would be a win. And, I, and I'm a diehard Laker fan, right? But, you know, Jose, you, you, you mentioned it. Look at the teams. We're, we're talking. They're not better. Let's just go down the list. They're not better than Denver. They're not better than Memphis. The Kings are a good team. I mean, I know they're the Kings, but they're if you've been watching basketball, they're a good team. Dallas, Clippers, Suns. Um, and then you go to, like, the, the teams, like, uh, you know, 7 through 10. You know, uh, I mean, obviously, like, you know, Utah Thunder are probably going to drop. Portland, who knows? Golden State's going to, you know, they'll still be there. So, I mean, you know, it's it's really hard for, I, for me seeing them being a serious contender, which brings me to my main point. I would have, I would have taken this to the off season. I would have wrote the season off, be like, "Hey, Bron, you got the scoring title. You're looking good, baby. Rest up, right? Save those miles, right?" LeBron's played. Aside from the regular season, this is amazing. He's played over three and three and a quarter seasons in playoff basketball. Unbelievable, man. I mean, unbelievable. So, what I would have done is, in, in the off season, you can trade your thir- 2031 pick. You would have had three first round picks. You would have had you know, Russell Westbrook off the books. What is the one thing the NBA has taught us, which I hate it, but it is what it is. One thing the NBA has taught us is just be patient. Some superstar is going to get unhappy, right? We saw Daryl Morey in Philly. Be patient. <clears throat> you get James Harden, right? I mean, you look look what happened with Brooklyn. A month ago, what would he – would we have said Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant would be traded a month ago? I just ran, I just recapped it a month ago. Look what happened! All in one month. This is this is the NBA. This is the new NBA. You're telling me this off season, Bradley Beal or Trey Young or 
you know, or name a disgruntled superstar is not going to want out. And everybody, you know, I mean, you know, obviously the Lakers are going to be an attractive spot. But then I thought about it again. I think what this trade means, and I'm going to predict this right here, right now. Anthony Davis, his last season is as a Laker is this season. I don't see Anthony Davis making it past the offseason. I, I think that the Lakers, Rob Palenka, just looking how he handled this, look who he traded for. He traded for a bunch of young guys, right? Malik Beasley's 26, Daniel Russell's 26, Vanderbilt's 23, uh, you know, Mo Bamba, I think, is 25. I think, I think he's like this trade. It's kind of a little bit of the best of two worlds. Number one, it makes you a better team now, so you make LeBron a little happier. And number two is, you know, you get some young assets moving forward. Um, and what I really think is, especially if you look at how Anthony Davis has been kind of disgruntled and how he reacted on the night that LeBron broke the scoring record, sitting down and, and not really, you know, uh, applauding him. He, he said he came out he said he was mad that they were losing. Sure, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. As he should be mad, yes. Yeah, as but, he should be. That's not a good look on him, though. I exactly, think. exactly. I would say, you know, to me, this means that they're probably moving AD in the offseason, whether that be for more parts or a different star. I mean, with AD's injury history, I don't know what she can get. Um, you know, I think, but, but, but overall, I don't think it was a bad trade. I think overall, I would have given it a B. I would have waited. But the trade itself is not bad. I'll, I'll leave it at that. Let me let me just touch back on that. So, um, you know, the West is so stacked. I mean, you know, between fourth between the fourth seed and where the Lakers are, the thirteenth is uh, five games. So, you know, you go on a little win streak, you're in the heart. You know, you're in the thick of you know the playoff race, and. I think these trades, I think they're a better fit basketball-wise, you know, what LeBron and AD are doing. 100%. And D'Angelo Russell, who I think is a starter in the NBA, he's not just, you know, a rotation guy. But, you know, that's an interesting take how it could be AD's maybe last year. All, obviously, it all depends on his health. I mean, people forget how good AD is when healthy, you know, arguably. Like top five, yeah, top five, top five big men in the NBA. I think he's top five. Um, but you know, playoffs, man, anything can happen, you know, LeBron and AD with a bunch of shooters, uh, you know, I'll tell you this, man, whether the Lakers make the play in or, you know, or get the six seed maybe, or something like that, nobody wants to face them first round. Uh, I'll tell you that, you know, whether it's the Suns or the Nuggets or the Warriors, I mean, you know, you got LeBron James, Anthony Davis. You know, close game, I think anything can happen. And I think, you know, nobody wants to face them. But um, I do think it is, you know, the time is coming to an end for AD. You know, I think he's got a – I think this year, it all depends on how he does in the playoffs. If, um, let's say he gets hurt or he just doesn't show up, you know, I think you have an argument there. Jose, um you know, the Lakers make these moves. Obviously, you know, to Ali's point, uh, anytime you have LeBron, you have a shot. Okay? Right. You have a shot. You're right. That's just how it is. Uh, but, you know, with these moves, obviously they're a better team. Um, the Lakers right now are actually plus seven, 170 to 
make the playoffs, meaning that they are more likely to Vegas at least miss the playoffs than make it. They're minus two twenty five to miss it. What do you think about these odds, Susie? Uh, I think they're great odds, honestly. I do like the Lakers making the playoffs because, like, the only need is to get tenth seed. LeBron in the playing game, he can win two games by himself if he can if he wants to. Uh, LeBron is good. I just, I just, no, I have the Lakers. What they did was good. Obviously, this this trade was for them to compete now, at least to make the playoffs. Because if they didn't make this trade, they're not making the playoffs. The team was absolute trash. But as it, with right now. With right now, I like the pieces they made, but it's easy to play in Utah when there's no expectations, like with Malik Beasley and Jared Vanderbilt. They're great right. players, and that when you have no expectations, it's, it's easy. But with playing LeBron under the lights, it's different, especially for these role players. Obviously, for D'Lo, he's played in L.A. He knows what it's like. He knows the pressure. Uh, so we've seen the celebration, ice in my veins. You know, we you know what he's done in L.A. So I think D'Lo is obviously a great move. Uh, the Lakers, I do see them making the playoffs. If I was a betting man, I would take the one plus one seventy. I think it's free. Oh yeah, in NBA, all you need is ninth, eighth seed, ninth, tenth uh, seed, just to make the play and win two games. I think the Lakers can do that, depending on AD's health. If AD's healthy, LeBron and them get a little rhythm going, as we've seen earlier in the season. They had a little like seven game win streak. If they can get that momentum again, I can see it happening. Uh, one thing is coaching. Dar, Dar, Darvin or Darnham, he needs to know how to make rotations, like how to make these players work together. Because those three point guard, those three point guard lineups were atrocious. But I like the Lakers. I think they can make the playoffs. Are they going to make a run? God knows you have LeBron James. But second round matchup, you're gonna if you 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 got Phoenix, you got Denver. It's kind of scary, but I like what the Lakers did this uh, trade deadline. But I like your, I like the approach that you made about waiting. That's honestly, honestly, great. Trade AD, get him out of there, shut him down for this season. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. Um, big, big, big takeaway from the West, and then we'll, we're just gonna wrap up the West and then we'll move to the East. There's not much in the East to discuss. There's only a few moves, but <laughs> biggest winners. And losers in the West, as far as the trade market. Uh, biggest winners. Oh, go ahead, Adia. Uh, biggest winners. I, I, you know, other than the Suns for making a splash, I, I gotta say the Clippers. I, I really like their moves. Possibly could it be adding Westbrook as well. Um, coming off the bench. You know, who knows how he's gonna play? You know, trying to get revenge on the Lakers, but. Um. Uh, yeah, I think the biggest winners, you know, I could say the the Lakers as well, just for improving yeah. Um, yeah. The, the squad and you know getting yeah. AD and LeBron some help. But um, I think the the Clippers, healthy, you know, full health wise with Kawhi and uh, Paul George. I mean, I think you got to put them up top with with the rest of them. I agree, Jose. Losers. Uh, biggest losers, the Timberwolves. They got sent back a decade, and this trade deadline they did a horrible trade. Uh, I I don't know what they're doing. I don't know who their GM is. Should be fired. Yeah. Should be fired. I, I, I don't understand that move at all. I mean, I'm as a Lakers fan. I mean, yeah, I don't. I don't. You know, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't I think they're. I, I I think they're just going to rebuild mode. That's why I think they're doing. I think they're just they know they got sent back a decade. They're just starting it from right now. That's what I think. Rebuild, uh, but I mean, you have 
Timberwolves you know, biggest um, loser. Anthony Edwards and Cole Anthony Towns. Yeah. I mean, I, I think Zach gets traded, man. I think Cat really gets traded this offseason. I, I really is gone. Ant is gone by the end of his rookie contract. Yeah, man. I'm sorry. Minnesota is where people go die. Like, it's not fun. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> yeah. that's where they go waste their career. It's sad. And Ant's probably one of my favorite young players. Like, I want to see this kid succeed, man. He's it, so it's good. Not... He's so good. So much talent. So much Absolutely. Talent. I know. I think biggest loser. We all mentioned it. Memphis, man. Memphis, like Memphis. You were talking all that shit, right? (laughs) Look now, like look at you now. Like you, you still have Dylan Brooks, who's God, Dylan Brooks, man. I mean, your biggest move, you, 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 you addressed one of your biggest needs, which was getting some shooting with Luke Kennard. So that was a nice pickup. But you know, when you see the Suns make that move, you gotta you gotta push your chips in. And, and it sounds like, in fairness to them, it sounds like they tried their hardest with OG. But man, you know, like you really got it. You got you can't sit back. And to me, another loser. I love this team. The Nuggets. I, I gotta be honest with you. I mean, yeah, you, I agree. You have Jokic. You have Jokic. You, you have an MVP. He could be honestly three time MVP, right? You got Jamal Murray coming back looking nice. Like, you got to push your chips in, man. You got – look, the West, even though it's deep, the West is – every every team has a question mark, right? right whether right. it's health, whether it be depth, whether, you know, whether it be shooting with Memphis, every team has a question mark. So the Nuggets, right, you're on top. Like, you got to, like, you know, push your chips in and really try to seal the deal uh, and get that one more piece. You know, another wing player for them. I really was hoping, honestly, that, you know, somebody, even someone like um, the guy from the Pistons who got traded, uh, what's his name? Sadiq Bey. Uh, Sadiq Bey. I feel like he would have been perfect for them, like something like that. But obviously it didn't happen. So um, but it'll be interesting to see. Moving into the East, Jose, um, really there's only a few moves to talk about. You already mentioned one of them, Jake Crowder getting sent to Milwaukee for five second-round picks. Um the other two moves I can mention, uh, Philly getting Jalen McDaniels essentially for tie bowl in two seconds. And then the Knicks did something really nice. They got Josh Hart for essentially for a first and Cam Reddish. Um, we'll just sum it up like this. Winners and losers from the Eastern Conference. Or what did you like from the Eastern Conference teams that did the moves? Uh, uh, what I liked is uh, what, the, what the Bucks did. I like they got Jake Crowder. Good pickup. I like what the, I like what the Sixers did. We got we got rid of Thibault. He's good on defense, but he couldn't shoot. We got someone that can play defense and shoot. So I like Jay McDaniel's pickup a lot. Honestly, he's a good. He's going to be a vital role you know, from the uh, from the bench. Uh, I like what the Knicks did. Josh Hart for basically one first round pick. I think that's great. Great value. Uh, Cam Reddish, he's on his he's on his bench doing nothing. I think Portland got a good sneaky player for the meantime. Uh, before the pot started. I was looking at his stats. He was going off, and it was only the first quarter. So it looks like the trade worked out for him well. But I think the losers are the Celtics, man. They didn't do anything. They could have got rid of Grant Williams or Payne Pritchard to get a little – get one more. They, get, they got Mike Muscala, who's, you know, a, a nice – The backup the Lakers, by the way. They, <laughs> yeah, they needed the a backup center. Well, I think they could have needed another wing player. They could have gotten one. Uh, and, uh, and obviously the Nets – Long term wise, they're looking nice, <laughs> but for the meantime, they're the losers. Gosh, I yeah. think I think. L- l- let me throw this out there. One one, I think the biggest loser is the Bulls. I uh, agree. I agree. Took the uh, words from my fellow Bulls. I, I, I wanted to stay silent. 
<laughs> the Bulls and the Raptors really- for me. The Bulls and the Raptors. You know, the worst thing in sports. I said this last year, uh, last week uh, on on the podcast. The worst thing in sports is being in the middle, right? It's like, where are you going, right? You're not good enough to compete. You're not bad enough to, you know, improve with the rebuild. Raptors talking all this big talk. Oh, Fred Van Fleet, OG, everyone's on the market, even Pascal Siakam. Fred Van Fleet is a free agent. You're going to lose him for nothing this offseason. The Bulls, the worthless fucking Bulls, you have, you have, I mean, it just blows my mind. You have Vucevic, an expiring contract. Trade him for something, man. Levine, get get a while out of that contract. What are you doing? Like I just, I hate that they just none of those teams did anything, and they're the biggest losers to me. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, Ali, but the moment you no, said no. the goals, it just triggered me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> I think I think he could have got a really good, you know, value for DeRozan, Levine. Blow it up, man. You know, Levine, DeRozan, like you said. Um, I think you said Nikola Vucevic. He's on his uh, final year of his contract, so. Um, I, I, like you said, you're in the middle. I mean, nobody knows how the health of Lonzo Ball is, but yeah, to cut I, you think off, we can all, I think we can all admit they made a mistake, you know, signing Levine to that big contract. Yeah. Hell yeah. Listen, I'm a fan. I'm, 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 you know, I like Levine. I think he's a, he's a good talent and everything. He's a star, not a superstar. But, you know, yeah, he scores 25. But, I mean, anybody can get you 25 points in the NBA nowadays, you know? Yeah, yeah you're right. Yeah. <laughs> Jerry uh, Grant, you know, I, the Grant from Portland, he gets like 27 points a game. I mean, <laughs> it, ain't, it ain't hard to get 20 in today's NBA. I think, yeah, I think for the, I think for Bulls fans, man, I think it's, you know, what do you do? I mean, you're going to wait till the summertime and trade and, you know, are they even going to make the playoffs? You know, I don't. They'll make, they'll make the playoffs like barely, like playing wise, but they said they might shut down Lonzo Ball for the year. That's insane. If they if if they if, tough, they, if they if they if they knew they're gonna shut down Lonzo, might as well blow it up and trade everybody. All right. I have no clue. DeRozan's value ain't gonna go any higher than it is right now. Might as well boot him. Might as well boot the whole team like Zach Levine. Just rebuild. One last thing, uh, and we'll we'll switch gears to the NFL. Cozy, your Sixers, man. I gotta be honest with you. There was a trade I was hoping <laughs> that would happen. To me, they're a loser. And I'll tell you why. Joel Embiid's playing at an MVP level. And I really, once again, I feel like you got a chance to push your chips in the table. You got to push your chips. A trade I really wanted to happen. And I heard it rumored, and it would have been a dream. It would have been Fred Van Fleet going to Philly. Um, I wish would have loved that. Wow. And it didn't happen. I mean, overall, your thoughts on your Sixers heading into the Eastern Conference in the, in the final stretch. Honestly, yeah, I could have hoped we'd done one more, got another wing player, at least a, a better backup center than Montrez Hill. That dude's yeah, not going to work out. Like, I, if we could have gotten JaVale McGee or something, I think we could have used that. Obviously, it's kind of underwhelming. We only traded, uh, we only got Jalen McDaniels. Although we're going to get rid of Cork Moss, we got a player on the bench right now that doesn't want even be on, a, doesn't want even be on the team. So it sucks he didn't get traded. So uh, I like my Sixers. I like our chances. Uh, they're still got Boston and uh, Milwaukee to get over. Those two are the giants of the East. So if we can get, if we can match up with, I hope we match up with Boston in the second round better than Milwaukee. Honestly, I think we have a better chance with Boston this year. I agree. 
So that wraps what? it up for them. Go ahead. Sorry. No, no, you're good. You're good. No, you're good. All right. So that wraps up for the NBA. We're going to shift our gears to the NFL. Yes, sir. <laughs> so obviously there's a game going on this Sunday, Super Bowl 57, <laughs> Kansas City Chiefs. Um, man, it's, we got a good one. So, you know, there's a – I want to talk about – Start. let's start here. Biggest storylines heading into the game. I'm just going to throw a couple out there, and then I'll ask you guys what you guys think. Obviously, we got Andy Reid against his former team, the Philadelphia Eagles. We have the Kelsey brothers. We got the okay. youngest combo age, as well as the first two African-American quarterbacks. Uh, so that's history in the, in the Super Bowl. And we have the number one passing defense against the number one passing offense, Patrick Mahomes. Hosey, what's your biggest storyline going into this Super Bowl as an Eagles fan? As an Eagles fan, Patrick Mahomes' health. How healthy it is, how his ankle is. If he's super healthy, if he's, if he's in great health, obviously he can take some hits. Uh, as we can see uh, against the Bengals, if he got hit a couple more times, it could have been bad. But uh, I, and uh, Sorry, sorry, excuse me. Another thing, a takeaway is the bank. Uh, the, excuse me, the Chiefs O line. Uh, how how they're gonna play out against our Eagles? Uh, excuse me, uh, pass rush. Uh, and one more thing for the Chiefs, uh, their wide receiver health. How healthy their receivers are. So there's gonna be some guys that have to step up, like Noah Gray, uh, some f- fifth string receiver. <laughs> need to step up for the Chiefs. So we'll see how it goes. Honestly, it's uh, it's gonna be. It's our secondary versus Mahomes. I want to see that matchup, and I can't wait for our Sunday. Ali, what's your, what matchup are you looking forward to? I think for me is how the Eagles defend Kelsey. Um, you know, I think him and him and Mahomes have such good chemistry. I think what do you do? Are you doubling them? Are you doubling him? Are you going to put a linebacker on him, which I don't think that's a good idea? Are you going to put a safety on him? He might be too small. So, I mean – I think I think they might go with uh I don't think they'll go with Slay. I think they'll go with the other corner. Gardner Johnson. But it's 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 yeah, uh, Bradbury, I think. Oh Bradbury, uh, yeah. Bradbury. I think he's a he's a little more physical, but I think the way th- how the Eagles defend Kelsey, I mean, are you gonna double him and leave everybody else single coverage? You know, or you know, how 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 do you defend him, you know? I mean, him and Mahomes have been playing together for such a long you know, such a long time that you know, even if you put two guys on him, he he might still get the ball. So I think that's that's going to be a, a huge matchup. And uh, the Chiefs' O line, like Huzi said, who I think have you know have been better than last year. I think two years ago when they went up against the Bucks. So against that front four of the Eagles. So that'll be interesting. Yeah, I think for me the biggest matchup um, is. Actually, on the other side, I know we're talking a lot about Mahomes versus the Eagles defense. For me, it's Hurts versus the Chiefs defense, and I'll tell you why. Um, you know, people don't know this, but Jalen Hurts has is actually one of the worst quarterbacks. He's actually the seventh worst quarterback while he went under pressure. Um, and I feel like Steve Spagnuolo of the Chiefs, he's going to bring it. The Chiefs don't – the Chiefs are, I think, 12th or 13th in blitz rate. Yep. I'm going to tell you this, man. 
the Eagles receivers against, you know, that rookie McDuffie and the rest of the Chiefs secondary, they're going to win those one-on-one matchups. Jose, I know you've been watching. Uh, Jalen Hurts has been missing those deep throws. Yes. Uh, he missed A.J. Brown, you know, mm-hmm. uh, twice. Two games. Two games, yeah. Uh, so let me tell you something, man. Those throws are going to be there. Like, A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith are too good of receivers. They're going to be winning their matchups. The question for me is, will Hurts make the throw, right? And with the shoulder injury, you know, hopefully now with two weeks healed up, he should be able to. That's going to be interesting, especially because we've never seen Hurts in a situation, right, where he has to kind of be the reason the Eagles win, right? He's always comfortable, right? Eagles up. You got the running game going. So uh, that's that's what I'm. I want to see Hurts in an uncomfortable situation. We'll talk a little bit about some betting props. Let's talk about this. Uh, we'll talk first about. We'll go to passing passing props. Uh, right now, you got uh, Jalen Hurts. Uh, I think he's at two forty two over under, and Patrick Mahomes is like two ninety two. Do you like uh, Patrick Mahomes is 292 yep, and a half, and Jalen Hurts is 238, actually dropped. What are your thoughts on that, Ali? Do you like any of those over-under for passing yards from Mahomes or over-under at passing yards for Hurts? I think <clears throat> I think if I were to take one of those, I would take, um, I would take Mahomes passing yards just because I think Jalen Hurts might, you know, have some good long runs where, you know, extends plays and drives and stuff. So um, I don't like either of those props just because I think, you know, the Super Bowl usually tends to go under, I believe. So, you know, I'm not saying Mahomes might get 250, you know, and Jalen Hurts might get 230, you know, and those are both under. But, you know, I think the game will be under. Will be It'll be under 50. I think the line is 50 and a half. I, that's, a, yeah. that's a close one, but. You know, I could see it go under just because it's the Super Bowl. You know, everybody's kind of on edge at the beginning and stuff. So, um, I, I, I will say this, though. I, I would take Mahomes one and a half uh, passing touchdowns. I would mm-hmm. take the over on that just because I think the Eagles are a good um, run-stop defense, you know. So, he's going to have to pass, I think, to get in the end zone. Um, so, that's my I like it. My yeah, uh, I like honestly, I like the over on Hurts. I feel like the Chiefs' run defense with Chris Jones are actually pretty decent at uh, keeping. Uh, well, I mean, the Bengals did run, did, did did do decent, decently running against them. But I feel like if our uh, if our run rush offense is not there, and uh, this is where Jalen Hurts is made of. This is where he gets paid. This is where he has to make these throws. So I like. I like the over on Jalen Hurts. Uh, I can see, I see a, I see a pass heavy offense uh, against the Chiefs because of this uh, weak secondary. So I see them attacking these rookie corners. Uh, for for Patrick Mahomes, uh, I'm be honest with you, as a like, as a betting man and as an Eagles fan, like I know it's just bias, but I'm gonna say I'm gonna take the under. I feel like Mahomes is gonna be running for his life a lot. Uh, this this pass rush is elite. Hassan Reddick, whoever's guarding him. It's gonna have a nightmare of a day, uh, so that that is my takes for the process, passing props. I have two takes on passing props. I want to throw it to you guys, which are actually not related to over unders. Um, I, uh, I I mentioned how 
I feel like the Chiefs are going to pressure Jalen Hurts, and I feel like they're going to leave that those corners alone on an island with you know AJ Brown and Devontae Smith. I feel like they're going to win. What do you think about just over under passing longest pass for Jalen Hurts? I don't think this has to be completed. Just longest pass thirty six and a half. Over. I think so too. I, I like that one. Over. And another another one I like. I really like this one. It's plus one forty. Over under two and a half people throwing a pass in the game. And I'll tell you why. Obviously, we have the Philly special, right? Yeah. yeah. So if someone, a non-QB, throws a pass. And the other one is both of these quarterbacks are hurt. So if one of them gets hurt and the backup comes in and throws a pass. That's three people. They, you know, that bet hits. It's plus one. Yeah. I mean, am I crazy? To me, that just feels no. like- that feels like free yeah. money to me. I don't know. I mean, that's just – I look at that and I feel like, you know, there's probably going to be a trick play. There's probably going to be – maybe someone gets nicked up and they step out for a little bit, and I feel like it's going to hit. I, I like it because uh, this is the Super Bowl. That's where they put all their tricks out. So we'll see. I like I it as well. It's um, a good take. Russian – that's a good take. I mean, even if they do a, a, a fake punt, you know, where the punter is going to yeah, throw a pass. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, who do you guys like for a touchdown props? I'll start with you, Ali. I will say this. For my first touchdown score, I, I like Dallas Goddard. I think he's the safety Ooh, blanket like for Jalen Hurst. I think the Eagles score first. Um, so I, I like the Dallas Goddard first touchdown, not, um, but anytime touchdown Kelsey, man, <laughs> I mean, no matter what, no matter what the odds are, Kelsey and McKinnon, I do like McKinnon coming out of the backfield, mm-hmm. you know, getting a little, um, dump off passes from Mahomes if he's running around. So I like those two odds. Kelsey is plus, uh, actually minus one twenty five for any time. Um, Dallas right. Goddard's plus one seventy five for any time. So I mean, it's tough not to lock the like those. Who's he, who do you like for any time touchdown? All right, uh, sorry for the podcast finishes. You need to give me a, a two minutes. I will give you. I will preview everyone the Super Bowl. I have all the like Fanduel props already. But okay. I would, I would tell you I would, like for heads and tails and stuff like that. But for my oh. anytime touchdown, for uh, for anytime touchdown scores, uh. Devontae Smith and A.J. Brown. I don't know. Lock them. Lock them. Another thing is. Another thing Both is. Both of them? Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey is an absolute lock. And I like yeah. Pacheco. I like Pacheco. I see him uh, they get down to the three-yard line and he just runs it. Pacheco, I, I like, I like, these are the four These are the four touchdown scores I like. Love it. I think the one I wanted to just add to those, um, I think that, you know, the you kind of mentioned it, Adi, as far as the Philadelphia Eagles guarding Travis Kelsey. I feel like the, one of the chief receivers is going to have to step up, and I feel like it's I feel like it's going to be Juju's day. I feel like I really think that um, he's going to have to step up, and I really like him to potentially score. So that's the only one as a long shot um, that I would consider. Uh, so talked about touchdowns, talked about passing. You kind of mentioned rushing. Uh, uh, Pacheco with rushing. Um, obviously, Clyde Rolaires is back, is back, but still, even with that being said, 
I still like the over or uh, maybe not. They moved it up to forty six and a half. I think it was lower than that before. Um, so it's a little bit of a difficult line, but forty six and a half for Isaiah Pacheco. But one one I will like and I love. And I'll tell you why. Miles Sanders over under sixty one and a half. Slam the over, and I'll tell you why. This is Miles Sanders' last game as a Philadelphia Eagle. Okay, mm-hmm. um, he's a free agent. They are not going to resign yes. him. Okay, yeah. right. The Eagles have always been careful with Miles Sanders, and if you look at his carries, he always gets like ten carries in the first half, and he'll get maybe like a few in the second half. Yeah, I think it's going to be yeah. a close game. They're not going to have the lead, so they're going to need to you know use him more. And they're gonna run him, baby. They're gonna run that. Listen, man, it's like that beating car. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. You got you gotta run that shit to the ground, man. So I feel like I feel like they're gonna run Miles Sanders. I think he's gonna get a lot of work. So I, I like his over under at 61 and a half. What do you guys like for rushing props? Go ahead, Ali. Yeah, I was looking. Um that's that's a good take, Sab. I like that. Um I mean they don't have Jalen Hurts that 49 and a half. You know, with the with the RPO, you know, all it takes is that one run. You know, does that is the defensive end? Is he going to collapse or is he going to keep the corner? So I think, you know, I think it's, I think it's worthwhile to to bet Jalen Harris over. I think he can get fifty yards uh, rushing um, if he gets like a twenty yard twenty yard run or twenty five yard run here and there. Um, you know, but I I, I think I, that for me personally, that's the only one I would take just because. You know, I just I'm not you know like you said Miles Sanders. I mean over sixty one and a half. Yeah, sixty one and a half is his line right now. You know, I think you know I could see him getting 40, 50 yards rushing. But um, like I said, I think the I think the Chiefs defense will they're gonna want Jalen Hurst to beat them throwing, and not just have them run all over them. So like you said, and I think they're gonna blitz him. I think they're gonna make him you know rush his passes and. You know, first first read is not there, second read and stuff like that. So, you know, I think that I think he might be scrambling here and there. So I, I like Jalen Hurst rushing your props. I like that. I like that. Cozy. Yeah. So for the rushing props, uh, I do like Miles Sanders. Uh, depending how the RPO action is, I could see Jalen Hurts going for a lot of yards. Uh, because uh, we've seen in times like like against the Cowboys when you got the linebacker stuck, you can do a lot of yeah. things. You can do a lot of things. One thing is uh, I do like Mahomes rushing yards. He's going to be running a lot. Uh, I, I just like want to pull up I want to pull up his line. It's 19 and a half. Yeah, I like the over. I like the over. He's going to be running a lot. Uh, do, Eagles do you remember, do you remember Jose? I'm sorry to be cut you up. Do you remember it was two – it was 2020, I think, the Super Bowl, or 2019 against the Chiefs, I guess the Niners. Where I think the over under was similar to this, and he like lost like twelve yards on a kneel the last play of the game, and people <laughs> lost the bet. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's all, yeah. yeah, I understand. Yeah, there's people met, uh, has lost many bets like that from the kneel down. I swear. Yeah, <laughs> I, I feel like the line. I feel like the lines are pretty sharp. Honestly, uh, I yes. like Kenneth Gainwell. Kenneth Gainwell for over twenty yards. I can see Kenneth Gainwell for getting twenty yards easily. 19 and a half. He's been implemented a lot in our offense lately. I like that. I do like uh, McKinnon for a 20. Uh, you got to think about it. These backup running backs, uh, usually the rush plays are usually some big play 
thinking they're going to go for a screen pass or anything. It goes HP draw for 10 yards. So I, I do like these lines. They're pretty sharp. But I like Mahomes, and I do like Kenneth Gale as my Kenneth Gainwell as my two favorite lines. Ali, you know, Jose kind of already gave his take on the receiving yards. He said slam A.J. Brown and as well as um, – Devontae Smith. He said both of them, which is interesting. Devontae's at 63.5. AJ's at 72.5. Anyone you like other than those two for receiving Fox? I think, you know, I think both of them going over. That's a, that's a, that's a stretch. I think who's, <laughs> but I, I think, I think the, I think for me, Kelsey 79.5. I think you slam the over. I mean, you know, double team, um, triple team. We've seen him catch. You know, you know, Mahomes is gonna give him targets. You know, and he's obviously he's he's the only one he trusts. You know, and stuff. So, I think when Mahomes is scrambling around, you know, him and Kelsey have such good chemistry where Kelsey, you know, he knows where to go to give Mahomes that passing lane to throw it to him and stuff. So, for me, the the slam is the Kelsey seventy nine yards, which seems a lot for a tight end, but I think I think that's the type of game where, like you said, where if Juju needs to step up or another wide receiver, but I feel like Kelsey, this game has like a buck 25 written all over it where, you know, 11 catches, 100, 100 yards, 120 yards, and, you know. So I think Kelsey's – I think Kelsey for me, the receiving yards, that's the, for me personally, that's the only one I would take the over. Interesting. Okay. Uh, rapid fire, over under five and a half sacks. What do you guys think? Oof. One team or combined teams? Combined. All over. I'm going to take the under. Oh, okay. Okay. We'll wait to see. I think, honestly, I think that Mahomes is going to get the ball out quicker. Um, yeah. And I think that Jalen Hurts will scramble. So I, I'm going to take the under two, actually. Um, over, under, one and a half interceptions. Oof. Over. Under. Under. I'm going over. I think that I'm going over. I think Hertz will make a mistake. I think Mahomes will make a mistake as well. I think I think one each. So I'll go over. Um, will there be a defensive touchdown? Uh, yes is plus three hundred. No is minus four hundred. Your guys' thoughts? A defense touchdown? I don't. I don't think so. I don't. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't see that. I. I don't. I don't see that. <laughs> I don't see that. No. How about a safety? Can I interest you in a safety for plus a thousand forty? Wow. Uh, I'm gonna have to say no. I think Mahomes throws it away, and Jalen Hurts. I think we got two, two very like non-turnover QB. Like, like these teams do not turn the ball over. Here's the thing I will say about the argument for a safety. Both of these coaches are super duper aggressive right yes so yes. guess what on fourth and goal right fourth and goal from the one or the two they're gonna go for it and if they don't make it and the other teams at the one or the two that opens up the possibility of a safety i'm not saying i would i mean it's a long shot obviously i, I can uh, see the eagles doing that but i i'm telling you like i don't think mm-hmm. it's as crazy as people think um no. so let Let's talk about Super Bowl MVP, and then we'll get to our picks. So, Super Bowl MVP, my question is, from the Chiefs' standpoint, we'll start there. From the Chiefs' standpoint, 
Is there anyone besides Patrick Mahomes that's worth putting a bet on? I mean, Kelsey's plus 1,600. Um, you know, I don't know if you think about a Chris Jones at plus 5,000. Is yes. there anyone that interests you for the Chiefs aside from Patrick Mahomes, or is it just a waste of money? Waste of money. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I think it's worth – I think it's worth – I think it's worth some money for Kelsey, like you said. I think, you know, if he has a monster game, you know, say anything, say 12 catches, a buck 40, a buck 30, you know, a touchdown or two, you never know. That means Mahomes did. I'm not saying take that. I'm not saying take that. Take that. But I, I think Mahomes is, you know. Mahomes is a lot. Yeah. yeah. yeah I, I just feel like if, if the Chiefs win, it's it's got to be Mahomes, you know. Now, on the other side, if the Eagles win, it gets interesting because if I'm going to be honest with you, if I'm thinking the Eagles win, I really think a defensive player could win it. And particularly, right, I'm looking at Hassan Reddick at plus 3,400, a little bit of a long shot. I mean, obviously, the majority of the- Go ahead, sorry. No, you're good, Diego. Sorry to cut you off, but I was like, for uh, from Eagles' standpoint, I'm going to give you two players and two players only. Jalen Hurts and Hassan Reddick. That's it. Don't put your money nowhere else. Wow. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I'm telling you, I, I really love the Hassan Reddick one. Um, it'd have to be a defensive battle for for him to win. Um, but, you know, I think it, it, I, I could see it. If, like, Hurts makes mistake, doesn't play that well, they, they dominate on the ground, and the defense dominates, and Hassan Reddick gets a few sacks and maybe a strip fumble, I really could see him winning. Um on the offensive side for the Eagles, I, I really think the one I'm going to throw out as a long shot, because I mentioned it before, um, Miles Sanders at plus 2,500. I know it's, it's hard for a running back to win, but I'm, I'm telling you, I feel like Miles Sanders, they're going to run him to the ground. And if he's able to, you know, cash in, maybe he goes for, you know, like a, over 100 yards and two touchdowns. Possible, possible. I, I don't, you know. I'll say I this. See that. I like where you're coming from. Yeah. The chances of somebody other than the quarterback winning the MVP is going to come from the Eagles. That's just how it is. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah. Like if, if Chiefs win, it's going to Mahomes. So if you think the yeah, Eagles are going to win, if you think the Eagles are going to win, I would go with – I would throw a little bit of money on one of these long shots. Um, so let's talk about the over-under. And who we have. It's time, baby. Time to make our pick. We'll keep us honest as far as we will come back to this and see how we do. Right now, the over-under is at 15.5. The line has really not budged at all. It's been Eagles minus 1.5. We're going to start with the Philly fan, baby. Boozy, final right. pick. Over-under, who you got? Over-under. Got the over. I got over 50.5. I see the game going like uh, 20. 31-28, Eagles win by three. Um, I like the over. Eagles win, baby. Fly, Eagles, fly. Guys? <laughs> I'm going to take the under, 15 and a half. I know it sounds weird saying that with the Chiefs and the Eagles, both, you know, good offenses. But, um, you know, I think I think the game is going to come down to Jalen Hurst. Hurts and um, – I'll tell you this. Um, the Eagles have a better team overall, depth-wise, you know, roster and everything. 
The best player on the field is Mahomes. So I'm going to have to take – I got to take the Chiefs. And I'm not a fan of either of those teams, sadly, but I'll I take the Chiefs. Hoodie, you said 31-28, right? Ali, you got a score? Um, I'll take 23-20. Oh, wow. Chiefs. Okay. So, man, let me tell you guys something. When this game first opened up, I was like a thousand percent confident on the Eagles. I was like, I'm slamming the Eagles, no doubt. They're a better team, top to bottom. And then I'm thought, I'm like, as you know, as the week go, goes by, you know, which is why you know, it just messes with you when you start you know, start thinking about things more. But I was like, man, who have the Eagles place played, right? Who have the Eagles really played this year? <laughs> Challenge them, right? You know, like. I mean, look at their quarterbacks they faced. They've never faced anyone near a caliber of Patrick Mahomes. I mean, the one quarterback they faced that was the caliber was Aaron Rodgers, who put up like 33 points on him. And I'm worried about Jalen Hurts. But it doesn't matter, baby, because fly, Eagles fly. Give me the Eagles. Eagles are winning. Better team's going to win. I got the Eagles 27-23 under book it. Let's fucking go. Hell yeah, baby. That's what I'm talking about. So we'll see what happens. Um, any final thoughts? Cousin Al or Hoosie? Go ahead, Al. Go ahead, Al. I'll go after you. I'll just say this. I think it's uh I think the what's gonna be key is how how the Eagles start the game off. I think do they how do they kind of help Jalen Hurts? You know, Mahomes has been there before the Chiefs you know, they've been there before. Um, how does Jalen Hurts kind of settle down into the game and, you know, get some passes going and um, get get a good start going? I think that's going to be the key. I think if if the Eagles fall behind first, I think it's going to be tough for them to come back, agreed. you know? Yeah, and I think if the Eagles have a lead, um, it could be difficult for the Chiefs to come back because the Eagles, like you said, they're going to run miles Sanders, they're gonna run Boston Scott, they're gonna run Gainwell and Hurts. So I think it's gonna be a close game, you know, the whole time, but I think it's gonna be key how the Eagles start off the game, especially with the young quarterback and kind of getting him settled and um you know, all the players around him. So I think that's gonna be a huge factor. Was he? Yeah. Yeah, let me tell you something. It's gonna be a great game. Uh, as an Eagles fan, I'm only scared of Mahomes. I'm scared of no one else. Andy Reid, not even you, boy. But I'm scared of Mahomes, man. What he can do on the field is deadly. But other than that, I'm going to tell you guys something really well. All right. For you guys that bet on everything, head or tails, is going to be tails. The Chiefs are going to win. The, the Chiefs are going to win the coin toss, if you guys want to bet on that too. Is the curse still going on? Yeah, bro, the, the curse, curse is still going. Bro, the curse is still going. Thank you for tails, bringing that up. Bro, tails, tails is gonna win. Chiefs are gonna uh, win the coin toss. First touchdown score for the Eagles. Book it. My uh, Boston Scott plus six thousand. Book it. Wow. Listen to me. And one more thing for you guys. Oh, Boston Scott. Okay. <laughs> I love it. One more, thing, one more thing for you lads. Uh, color of Gatorade on Nick Seriani. Nick Seriani is gonna be yellow lime green plus one hundred. We'll get your love money. It. Love it. Love it. <laughs> wow. What a great podcast. We got through so much. 
Thank you for our special guest, Cousin Ali, for joining us. Thank, thank you to my thank co-host, Josie. Um, just a quick reminder, please check us out on every single platform you are out there. Uh, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Check out us. Check us out at the Instagram Real Talk with Sab and Hoozy. We love you guys. We'll be back Monday, breaking down what happened in the Super Bowl. Thank you. Peace out. Thank you, guys.